Welcome to episode number 32 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are currently in a series entitled, Our Finances Need Prayer and Faith. Sometimes we think about money and we think about prosperity and we think about increase in our income and whatever. And we don't stop and think that there should always be a foundation of prayer. And prayer will bring forth faith. Faith is required in all that we do. So we would be remiss if we didn't include the topics of prayer and faith when we're dealing with the subject of financial prosperity. Anytime you bring up the word work, you sometimes run a few people off. But we need to understand that God believes that work is a wonderful word and a wonderful habit to get into. I'm not trying to be sarcastic, not at all. But I remember as a little boy, my mom and dad would pay me a small allowance. But I never received the allowance unless I did my daily work chores. Now, they weren't heavy. As a child, you give kids work responsibilities because they need to be trained. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. So I truly believe that if we give our children an allowance, that they should be required to perform some type of minor activities. Maybe it's things like taking out the trash, making our beds, cleaning up after ourselves, and learning that life is not just a free ride. We should have responsibilities. We should take care of those responsibilities. And I believe we should be rewarded for those responsibilities. Now, I believe the Word of God teaches that. I think it's very clear what the Word of God has to say about responsibilities and what we should do in order to receive the blessings that the Lord has provided for us and wants to bless us with. Let's start off with Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Really a very good verse that will help us get started. The Apostle Paul wrote these words found in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 23. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord, rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. You know, if we could just establish a work pattern based upon what we're doing for God, I think we'd be a little bit more conscientious about it. If we were working in our finances as the way the Lord would want us to work, I think we might be more conscientious about working in the area of our finances. The idea of receiving something for nothing is being passed around today throughout our country. There's a lot of giveaways. I know some of it is certainly deserved. There's a lot of money being thrown around and people are standing in line to pick up their checks. And quite frankly, many of these people deserve and should get financial help when they're faced with challenges. I don't have a problem with workman's compensation. I think it's great. I don't have a problem with people receiving gifts or what we call a hand up rather than a hand out. We should help people so that they can move along and do what God expects them to do in the area of their finances. One of the disturbing things for me is to see people around our country standing on streets with signs that say things like, I'm in need, I'm homeless, and whatever, and and maybe they are, and and that probably could be the the case. However, in our own particular city, in the area of Phoenix and Scottsdale area, there are groups of people that are organized to go around and sit corners to where they don't go to work, out to a job. They go sit on a corner with a sign asking for people to give them money. Now, whenever I see one of them, I don't get angry at them, I don't get upset with them, but I ask the Lord, Lord, should I do something is there something I should do to help these people? And very once in a while, but very seldom, I'll, I'll think that maybe I should give them maybe a hand up. 
but it's it's a dangerous thing to support people who are not willing to go out and work. So we're going to get into God's Word today and talk about all the issues of success and failures and what it means to be lackadaisical or what it means to be a hard worker and one who will get up every morning, go out and work for someone and receive a fair salary for the work that they've performed. So let's get into it by looking into the book of Proverbs where there's a tremendous amount of help and direction for us in this particular session today. And in most cases, people always say they wish they would pray more. I believe it's said that Billy Graham was asked at the end of his life, what's the one thing that you would have done more of? And from what I've read, his quote was, I should have prayed more. Now, when you think of Billy Graham, you can't think of anybody that's a harder worker. This man toiled for the Lord, worked for the Lord, and was rewarded with over a billion people in his lifetime that he spoke to. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands into the millions of people gave their heart to the Lord. I'm an example of the hard work that Billy Graham had or did in his ministry. I went to a crusade meeting at Arizona State University. Billy Graham was speaking. He gave the altar call, and I went forward and made a public profession of my faith. So hard work and faith go together, and prayer, hard work, and faith are a threesome that we don't want to live without. Now in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4, here's what is written. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Now that's short and sweet. You might think, well, there's really not much there, but there's a lot there. There's a lot to be said just in those those few words that are there. I think there's only nine words in that verse. Lazy people are soon poor. What that means is they might start out okay, but when the hard work turns into a lackadaisical attitude, then we will start to lose what we've gained. And then, But then it says that hard workers get rich. It, they prosper. That doesn't mean they're all filthy rich with millions of dollars. What it means is that they're, they're working hard at their finances. They're working hard in their marriage. They're working hard at their job. They're hard, working hard at raising their children. They're working hard at volunteering at their church. It's a complete life. It's an entire package of work that this is talking about. It's talking about people who are focused and have work ethics that they believe in and that they want to stand for will be blessed of the Lord. And there's no question that that'll happen in your life if you can continue to be focused, set up a plan, and ask for God's help and direction, and pray and have the faith to step out and believe for God's rich blessing in your finances. All right, let's move on to Proverbs 12, 11. A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. That's one of the reasons I've mentioned before that I like the New Living Translation because it's pretty direct. And that's about as direct as you can get. What it says is that a person who has a plan, a person who has prayer, a person who has faith to trust in God to bless them financially, they'll prosper. Or they'll have plenty of food. They'll, they will not lack for anything. I really believe that our God will provide our needs and that he doesn't want us to lack in anything. As long as our needs line up according to God's will in our life, then I believe the Lord will bless us. But then it says, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. Now, chasing fantasies has to do with a story I'm thinking of of a man that I knew years ago when I was a banker. He'd come in to see me and we'd sit down and talk and he'd say, he's had this new idea, this new program. This was one of those things that that he would become a millionaire overnight and he was chasing a fantasy. And he would tell me about if he did this and if he did that and if he borrowed money here and put money there that he could cause his money to quadruple and then maybe 10, 20, 30 times what he invested would come back to him. But there was no substance to it. There was really no substance in fantasies. Fantasies are just that. They're false. They're dreaming things 
out of reality. They're things that, that will lead you into financial bankruptcy. Chasing after the wind, it's called, and we chase after things that really has no substance, will never allow us to be blessed financially. A person who is always looking for a financial overnight success is probably going to have failures after failure after failure. The, getting back to this individual, he would come to me, and it was a period of maybe 10 years that I knew him, and he never had anything solid and consistent. He wouldn't go and get a nice job, wouldn't sit down and perform a certain job or responsibility. He would borrow from money and get money from relatives and hawk his house, and that means put a put a mortgage on it or a second mortgage or whatever it might be, and to throw money into these crazy schemes that he had. And eventually he became dishonest, and he wound up getting involved in, in taking money from people illegally, the people that he would work for on a short period of time. I guess he decided they weren't paying him enough, so he decided to just take money from them. And before you knew it, he wound up being, of course, fired and then going to jail. And uh, he was in jail for, I think, at least six months on, on one particular charge that he had, but he never seemed to learn his lesson. It was always this idea. There's an old saying in the banking business, people come in and they see you and they'll ask me for money and they'll say, with my idea and your money, we can make a lot of money. And that's just not the way that God wants us to plan our finances. So I'm going to read that again real quick and move on. And it says right here, in verse 11, in chapter 12, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies has no sense. Now let's go to verse 12, because I just wasn't going to teach this, but I just looked at it while I was reading the first one, and there's, there's something that I think I should bring out. In verse 12, it says, thieves are jealous of each other's loot, but the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. Wow, there's another verse with a great teaching in it. Thieves are jealous of, a, of each other's loot. They're always trying to outdo each other. I, I worked for a man once, I mean, many, many, many years ago, and he was always wanting to be richer than the next guy. He wanted to have more money than anyone else. And so he was always uh, jealous of what other people had. And if his neighbor would buy a new Ford, he'd go buy a new Mercedes. And if his neighbor would go on a vacation to California, he'd go on a vacation to Europe. And it was always, always wanting to be jealous of what other people have and to appear to be more successful than others. And that's just simply never going to be blessed of the Lord. It says thieves are jealous of each other's loot, which also tells me that thieves are people that what? They take from other people. They steal from other people. So the way they get what they have is by taking it from someone else. And that's, that's, so important to me because I'm I'm in the process of writing a new book. It's going to be entitled The Art of the Fair Deal. And the reason I'm writing that is that the years I had in business and the years that I was a banker, I saw a lot of people who did a lot of deals, but they didn't do what I would call a fair deal. A fair deal is one where both sides win. A fair deal is where you're not jealous of another person being successful. A fair deal is when you go into the deal realizing that everybody should win something out of it rather than and I'm going to win everything and nobody else needs to win because it's more important I win than anyone else. And so that's a thief. That's a bad attitude. So thieves are jealous of each other's loot, but the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. They're well-rooted. That means their roots, their plans, their prayers, their faith goes down into good soil where it's rooted and then it's watered. The Holy Spirit will water our financial plan. And when the Holy Spirit waters 
a well-rooted Christian, it will bear fruit. When we put our roots into good soil, what's what's good soil? I believe the local church where they're helping people, feeding hungry people, reaching out to people on the streets, leading people to Jesus Christ, and doing all those various, those wonderful things that many churches, that most churches do in our country, that you, you give to that church, you're giving into what I call good soil. That church is good soil. That's That church is something that's going to bear fruit. So when you give money to an institution that's not bearing good fruit or not bearing fruit at all other than just beginning richer and richer and richer, then you should not give to that particular organization or group. So this is telling us that the Holy Spirit, I believe, will will bless and will water those of us who've rooted a financial plan based upon God's word. And when we do that, that word that's in us will bear good fruit. And that's what we want. Obviously, everyone that's tuned into this teaching today wants to be prosperous and they want to gain and prosper in, in their finances. And not only their finances, but in everything that they do. The Bible tells us that we should prosper in all things and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So prosperity and, and blessings from the Lord will come if we set up a financial plan that is totally based upon a plan of prayer and faith and God's word. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit is leading me to, to change the direction I was wanting to go on some of this teaching today. So let, let's continue to read down in Proverbs chapter 12, verse uh, starting at 13. The wicked are trapped by their own words, but the godly escape such trouble. In verse 14, these are all things that bear fruit in our life. Remember what it says, that if we are the godly are well-rooted and bear their own fruit. Well, here's some of the fruit that we'll bear. In verse 14, it says, Wise words bring many benefits, and hard work brings rewards. And then in verse 15, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. That is bearing fruit also. So if you want to be blessed financially, then you need to seek good godly counsel, and I would start, obviously, in the Word of God. Verse 16, a fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. You'll bear fruit when you're not insulted. You'll bear fruit when you don't respond to someone's negative words in your life. 17, an honest witness tells the truth. A false witness tells lies. Truth is the fruit that we will bear when we are an honest witness. Verse 18, some people make cutting remarks but the words of the wise bring healing. That's fruit. If we work at it, we can keep from making cutting remarks. And not only that, but we can also grow in not receiving those negative remarks. When I was a young man, my parents were wonderful people. I had an amazing mom and dad, but they didn't speak into me things that, that I have since reflected on, things like how to prosper and how to get ahead in life. They, they were great people and hard workers and they loved the Lord. But when it came to thinking outside the box and thinking of ways that, I could, that you could be blessed, they felt that that was a little extreme and told me to be super cautious and just simply don't take any chances in life. And, and those, those, are, those are great comments. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not being negative about my parents. I love my mom and dad. My dad lived to be 80. My dear 
dearest friend in all the world. And my mother lived to be 95. And so they were great to me, but they didn't seem to think that they could ever be blessed financially. They felt that their role in life was to just make, have a meager income and live a very meager life. And that those type of financial blessings were just not in store for them. And so I really think they kind of robbed themselves. On the other hand, my grandmother spoke to me and said, you can do all things. My grandmother would look at me and say, we'd be driving down the road and grandma would look at me and she'd say, what do you think of those big houses over there? And I'd say, well, they're sure nice, but I guess we can never live there. And she says, oh, no, no, no. Don't you think that way? She said, those great big houses sitting over there, what you should do is try to figure out a way to buy those three or four that are over there and then rent some of them out to other people and then have other people paying you money to pay your house off. And that type of thinking was amazing. And I loved it. And that stuck in my mind and something that I thank my dear grandmother to this day. Mom and dad's taught me a good steady life and a consistent hardworking ethic. My dad was as hard a working man as you could ever imagine. And he, he is the perfect example that hard work brings prosperity not necessarily financial prosperity, but prosperity in a good family, a great life, a 60-year marriage to my mom, consistent, faithful man who was always happy, and a man who everyone loved. I never heard anyone say anything negative about my father before or after he passed, and he had a legacy of loving all four of his children equally, regardless of how they treated him. So he planted his roots in the good soil of hard work and was blessed by it. I think I'm going to ask you to read the following verses in the Word of God once you get a chance. You could Google these up on your phone. Verses 18, actually uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verses 18 through 27 would be awesome for you to see the instructions and what the Lord has for those who work hard and are faithful and consistent and plant themselves into good soil and they have deep roots, and they're watered by the Holy Spirit, and they'll bear fruit, things like they won't be wicked, they'll they'll have knowledge and wisdom, and they will become a a leader. They'll be a person who is financially blessed and will prosper in all things, even as their soul prospers. As we move through the book of Proverbs, let's look at Proverbs 13 and verse 4. This this is about as, as clear and concise as you can get for this teaching. Once again, chapter 13, verse 4. Lazy people want much, but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. Once again, just a few words, but a tremendous amount of direction and help and guidance in these words. A person who is lazy, basically, they want a lot. They, they want to get blessed. They want to get things, but they're just not willing to put the effort into it. They get little. They're just simply not going to be able to prosper. And then it goes on to say, but those who work hard will prosper. Those who are willing to put the effort into something will gain a benefit from it. Our first step in working should be to pray and ask God for help in dealing with our finances. The next step is to get into his word and see where the directions he has given us for our financial planning and to be successful financially. Then we have to have the faith to step forward and carry out what we've prayed about what we've learned about in the Word of God and then put into action by faith. You know, faith requires action. Faith without works, it's said, is dead. If you have faith but you don't do anything or you don't have any confidence in anything or you don't step out, we're not going to be able to have the blessing that we want. 
There's a lot of folks that sit around and they plan and they plan and they plan and they got great plans and great ideas and things that look like they could do something, but they just lack that faith to step out and actually do it. When we decided to build a church in North Scottsdale, the Lord put upon my heart to go into full-time ministry. Pastor Tommy Barnett asked me to go to Scottsdale and start a church where a man was donating funds to help us get started. And so we did that. But we started a church and we rented a building. But the, the, the idea of building our own building took a huge step of faith and a lot of prayer. And so for seven years, we prayed and prayed and prayed. And my wife and I prayed and the church prayed about when do we build? When do we move on? We were blessed to where we owned this big piece of land in North Scottsdale. So we had the land to build on. And because of my banking background and experience, I knew many people who would be very interested in financing our project, but I was not at peace about it. So I didn't step out. Didn't mean that that I was not working hard because we were. We were planning, we were working, we were moving forward. God was blessing the church. But we'd still be sitting in that little warehouse building today had we not taken a step of faith. And I can remember that day that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me to take that step of faith and that we were ready. I was preparing a sermon on Sunday morning and thought, well, Lord, just want to get out there and bring this message to him. It had nothing to do with building. It had nothing to do with expanding our, our church or anything. It was just simply a, a message of the day. But as I was preparing it and praying, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, now's the time. You need to go out there and announce to the church that we're going to move forward and we're going to build our new facilities and build on that land that God had provided for us. And, and once that happened, once that happened, I needed to take a step of faith. I had to go out there and for the congregation and tell them, this is what we're going to do. Obviously, some people thought it was a good idea. Some probably thought it wasn't. Some thought, where are we going to get the money and all those things. But you don't worry about those things because the Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and to lean not on our own understanding in all our ways acknowledge him and that he would direct our step don't don't get me wrong planning is good it's great the bible tells us it says the man plans his ways but the lord directs his step we did a lot of work we did a lot of planning but until we felt the presence of the holy spirit and his peace that passes all understanding to guard our hearts and mind in christ jesus that's when we moved forward and stepped out in boldness and in faith to build for the glory of God and to reach out to a larger group of people in the area of North Scottsdale. The last passage of scripture I'm going to give you on this teaching today is found in Proverbs chapter 14, verse number 23. It's short and sweet, but once again, it's very powerful. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. That comment, work brings profit, is really important to thinking about your finances. A lot of times people will start a financial plan and they'll give up on it quickly. They'll get started and maybe save back a little bit of money and then get tempted with buying things or making <clears throat> impulse purchases, you know, that are kind of out of nowhere that put their finances in trouble. Or they get a credit card and start putting all kinds of charges on it and kind of mess up their plan. And so they kind of give up and say, well, what's the use? Well, there is use to hard work. So it's going to take commitment. It's going to take determination. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take words that we don't necessarily like in our life. But these are words that mean everything to the Lord. When the Lord allows words like this to be put in the Bible, work brings profit. That's a promise. He says that if we work hard, we'll profit by it. As a businessman, I used to build custom homes, built them in various areas around Phoenix and Scottsdale. 
And so we would build a nice home and we would sell it. And sometimes the profit wasn't as big as I'd like it to be. I had a goal of making a 20% return on my investments and didn't always do that. Would have loved to, but didn't always do that. But I didn't allow a smaller profit to rob me of the joy of making a profit because a profit is a good thing. When you make a little money, it's a good thing. It's better than losing money. People would say, well, you only made this or you only made that. Don't allow the word only to rob you of the joy of the work that you put into something. When you look at your own finances, you say, well, we only have so much in our savings and we've our retirement plan is only this big and only that. Don't let the word only rob you of the fact of what, what you have. If you only have $100 in a savings account, thank the Lord that you have that $100 and don't give up and try and get the next $100 in her to save. So so work brings profit and don't, don't allow ourselves. We certainly must never allow ourselves to put down a small profit from what I just said, it reminds me of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 16, verse 10, where he says, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? It go, It's telling us that we should be happy with what we have but expect God to do more and to bless us with greater success as we go through our life, especially since we're focused on finances day, especially in the area of financial gain. Financial gain comes to us when it's blessed of the Lord so that we can be blessed and that we can be a blessing. It's financial gain is not supposed to just come to us and we hoard and we keep. And I do know a lot of people who have gained financial wealth and have a very difficult time dispersing it and helping others. And, and there are some that, that find it very simple to be able to give and to be generous. So let's remember that God wants us to be faithful in little things and then he will reward us with much. So I believe I'm going to bring this message to an end with just those thoughts. Father, bless those that are listening to this teaching today and help us not to feel that hard work is just drudgery and and worthless and meaningless. But Lord, you ordained hard work. You created the universe. You created the heavens and the earth. For six days, you created everything here on earth. It was hard work. It was a lot of work, but Lord God, it turned out to be the greatest work ever seen or ever known by man. So bless, Father God, each person as they go through a financial plan, and may they be faithful to it. May they pray and have the faith to step forward to believe that God will bless them and is going to bless them and call forth those things that are not as though they are. Pray they'll receive this now in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that this teaching today has been a blessing to you. If you're interested in hearing more of my podcast, you can subscribe to my podcasts on CPN shows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want additional information on the teachings that I have mentioned today and in my other podcasts, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. There's a place on there where you can subscribe to a weekly newsletter that I'll be starting very shortly. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Our next episode is entitled, Financial Planning Needs Rest. So until next time, may God richly bless you.